And we are live on a beautiful Tuesday night in still April, right? April. <laughs> um, little Nick basketball going on. Got a little girls flag football opening up tonight. Yes, this is true. Um, this is true. And we got a really, really big show. A couple comments right out of the gate. Coach Breslin, good evening. Looking forward to a great show. Eddie Siciliano, Coach Sis, hey, good evening all. And Mr. Kirkpatrick, best high school show on earth. <laughs> good so evening. He's gonna, listen, he's, he's got to trademark that, Kenny. <laughs> Before somebody else grabs it, Kenny, grab it. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Doing well. Excited for our show. We got a jam-packed agenda this evening. Um, what we got going on tonight? We are going to welcome Mike Messina from uh, Garfield High School assistant football coach, also a coach and trainer at Fast Twitch training in Saddlebrook. We are also going to welcome Ricky Krautman from Krautman Kicking. He's the uh, owner and coach at Krautman Kicking, uh, football kickers. And we will welcome Coach Joe Mazaka of Hawthorne Wrestling. Uh, they had a great season. We'll be here to recap uh, that with him. And also he brings with him three his three senior captains, uh, Declan Smith, Liam McAllister, and Josh Josh Izagna. Awesome. So looking forward to Ready that to roll. this evening. Yep. Quick shout out to Coach Breslin. I don't, we can't see my shirt, but I am wearing my embroidered K and K from DMK Apparel. So, uh, just wanted to give him a shout out for uh, all he does for us. And of course, if you're looking for any type of apparel needs, DMK Apparel. The contact info is up there. Like I say every week, and uh, I mean it. Uh, easy to work with, professional, knowledgeable, and uh, Under Armour, Adidas, online stores, all types of accessories. So um, hit them up if you are looking to fulfill any types of orders, especially with the upcoming spring seasons here. Absolutely. So. K&K shirts are in, ordered, and all in will be on the way very shortly. <laughs> uh, first comment of the night. Actually, I'll hold it for uh, for Coach when he comes okay. on. But um, I say we get, let's get the show rolling. Get him in here? Yeah, sure. let's get the show Perfect. rolling. All right, I'm going to let Coach in. All right. Welcome, Coach. Guys, thank you for having me. How are you? Good, 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 good. You know, I'm not sure what happened. The the it, it the the camera turned. I don't know what uh <laughs> he flipped it on. I don't he's not on there screen yet. All right. Oh, and let's say. Oh, now we now we lost you. Oh, there we go. Perfect. There's Coach. Perfect. There we go. Awesome. Better? Yes, perfect. Awesome. Welcome, Coach. Cool. Thanks so much for joining us. I just want to officially introduce My you to pleasure. everyone. We welcome uh, Mike Messina, as I mentioned earlier in our introduction, assistant um, football coach at Garfield High School, and he is live from the facility, the Fast Twitch facility in Saddlebrook, uh, where he also does sports-specific training there as well. So welcome. Uh, I got to say this. First thing, we got the first comment at night saying, yeah, money, Mike. So there's our first comment <laughs> for Coach. But I'm going to say this, is that Coach – We've been, Coach and I have been communicating uh, back and forth. And again, we really appreciate you coming on. But this guy might be the hardest working man in North Jersey. And you know what? He's dedicated to us. He's helping. He's a dedicated coach, dedicated trainer, taking his time out. You know, a lot of people would be like at home. He's at the facility and he said, you know what? I got kids coming in as soon as this yeah, interview is over. Yeah. So I want to really appreciate you. We've been trying to hook up with you, and I, we know you're a busy guy. So, Coach, thank you, thank for you very much. For, uh, Guys, thank you so us. much. It's my pleasure, and I'm, I'm happy we were able to finally get this thing going. I know we've been talking for a while. I usually have a class 8 to 9 o'clock on Tuesday, but we were able to make an adjustment to make sure we get on 
all in on high school sports radio. There you go, baby. Awesome. There you go. Uh, uh, Coach Romeo, Joey Romeo, one of the hardest working coaches I have seen in a long time. Works with kids not just on his, on his team, but others as well. Comment from Coach Romeo. That means a lot. He, I, we go way back since uh, five years old, lived next door to Joey. Actually grew up next to him and idolized him a lot of my life for being an athlete state champion at Lodi athlete and then you know in the coaching realm as well so we definitely stay in constant communication that's my guy right there yep and he said up and coming coach who will absolutely make some noise but I was talking to you yesterday about myself coaching Pete not only did I coach Pete I also coached Joey Romeo on that same <laughs> little league team Mike. That's, a, so, that's a duo right there. I mean I come on those two picks in the first round come on you know what it is hey, those are two I, first rounders there Kurt <laughs> Listen, coach, I inherited Pete, but I, listen, I stole Romeo. I stole Romeo in that draft. So the righty and the lefty. That's it, a righty and a lefty. But let me start with this. Um, can you give me a, uh, a, can you give us a brief background of yourself, including your coaching history and what made you get into not only the coaching aspect, but the also uh, training aspect that you're doing at a uh, fast twitch. Sure. So I'm, I've been a Garfield guy my entire life. Um, I've been raised throughout, um, you know, childhood sports here, baseball, basketball, football, all the way up until a four year athlete at Garfield high school. Um, you know, and I loved every minute of it, you know, sports was my life growing up, but, uh, you know, I always kind of had this little ill will toward the fact that, you know, especially once we got to high school in Garfield, we kind of were never, you know, respected as, as we thought we should be, um, you know, competitive-wise, athlete-wise, we felt we still always stood toe-to-toe with anybody roster-wise, talent-wise, but there was always a couple of things missing, and I always felt as though if I ever got the chance to, you know, make a positive impact on the kids growing up, that's something that I didn't have when I was growing up in this town. You know, someone of my age that could relate to us in that way, but as well, you know, putting in a lot of extra hard work and dedication where, you know, you're not getting, you're not getting credit on those summer days where before the Instagram and all that stuff for the last 10 years, um, I coached, I coached a year out of high school after I separated my shoulder playing semi-professional football. Um, as 19 years old, I, I brought a Super Bowl undefeated title as a fifth and sixth grade head coach as a 19 year old. And ever since then in Garfield, I was, I had the pr- pleasure of, you know, growing up with a lot of these kids, being able to train them free of charge, for a lot of my life, um, whether it was summer, off season, in season, whatever the case was. So, you know, to be able to kind of grow with them and, you know, being the, the town we are, I, I was able to coach a lot of these kids that I'm coaching at the high school now, you know, when they were younger in fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. So it's just it, it all comes for a circle and it's pretty it's pretty amazing to be a part of it. Oh, that's great. Uh, Coach, can you explain a little bit what Fast Twitch has to offer athletes and what specific training you do for them there? You were lucky enough to see you in the facility. It looks amazing. Would you tell us a little about it? Yeah, absolutely. This this place is awesome. I haven't even been here for a full year, but I'm in love with the place. You know, um, Not only do we offer personal training, sports-specific training, athlete performance training, what we specialize in, but the, the, the big thing about our gym is we have – um, Dr. Ferraro, who's one of the owners, along with Chris Tuttle, um, the physical therapy office right upstairs, which we work hand in hand with. So not only does it make our nice facility complete athlete performance, but we really like to 
focus on the recovery aspect and injury assessment aspect and all of that stuff that kind of takes these athletes to the next level. So um, it's really awesome. I'm learning every day. There's so many talented trainers here that I've already learned from and willing to learn every day. They're all, they, everyone specializes in something different. We have women trainer, men trainer, all different causes and purposes. So this is really the place to be in my opinion. Nice. Awesome. I want to get back to uh, a question. You kind of answered it a little bit, but if you can go into a little more detail, you're obviously a Garfield guy. I mean, you, like you said, you've been coaching 19 years old, um, junior football, um, and now you're at that high school level. Um, again, you did kind of answer it, but a little more like, what does it really mean for, and again, I, we talked off air yesterday and you were saying how you have some, a lot of teen at kids and other schools like coach Romeo saying you do other schools, but with the Garfield aspect for you to be coaching those kids at the high school level, like, is it a little extra special that you're doing it in your hometown? It means everything to me. Um, you know, I've, I've done this for so, so long, so fresh out of high school to the point where I was never looking for things in return. I didn't want, I didn't want to be notarized. I didn't want to be recognized. I just wanted to have a positive impact on maybe one life, two life. And that became hundreds of lives. And, you know, that, that just makes me sleep well at night knowing that not only am I able to do that just for humans in general, but for people in the town that I grew up in and, just trying to make a change in their lives going forward for the rest of their life. And if I could do that with one person, that 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 makes my day. But I, I know that I'm doing that for a lot more than one. That's awesome. So, Coach, you, you know, you, um, as you said, coach at all different levels, right? And there's so many different playing opportunities nowadays for kids, like from club teams at different sports and, like, different training facilities. So as an experienced coach, like, from elementary school, middle school, and high school, like, what would be your recommendation mm -hmm. at those different levels? Like, when a kid is just starting out, like, what an, a younger kid, like, what should they focus on? And then into the middle school and high school, like, how does that right. training evolve and develop? Could you, like, elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So I actually, the last few months, obviously, we went through crazy pandemic where a lot of the younger kids, unfortunately, were held out of activities and sports as a whole, all three, all three seasons. So I've had the opportunity over the last few months to talk to a lot of different parents. And, you know, we I've actually even added some of the younger kids to our eighth and eighth grade, ninth grade program. Um what, what I like to focus on, especially in the very beginning, we don't like to touch too many weights and things of that nature. It's more of a lot of calisthenics, body weight training, speed and agility and footwork and balance and stability, things of that nature, but really easing them into just learning the introduction of how to work out and realizing you don't you can't rush that process. So for an 11, 12, 13 year old who just who's never done things like that before, just taking steps in the right direction is big for them. And at every trainer, you know, could specifically target each each athlete. And, you know, everyone's a little more advanced than other ones. And we're able to, whether we could ease them in or we could speed up the process, you know, we always, you know, take take individually each in, into account for each athlete. So um, I definitely enjoy being able to be the first person in, an, in a young athlete's life. A lot of times when you're growing up, you realize that your talent you know, when you're in Little League Baseball, Little League Football, your talent will do, do, do it all for you. And once you start getting to the high school level, obviously into college, 
everyone's almost just as talented, or maybe you're still a little more talented, but hard work beats talent when you're getting to this level. And, Great point. you know, that's, that's something that I like to teach these kids and let them know from a young age. Now we have, we have um, an eighth grade group in Garfield that lost one football game since kindergarten. They lost one football game since kindergarten under some great coaches in the junior um, Boilermaker level. But the reason I say that is we were able to kind of introduce to them that, guess what? You were this good for this long, but that doesn't sustain itself if you don't start taking your own game and training and life to the next level. So I'm, I'm excited to for the future of Garfield, for the present of Garfield, and you know for, for, this, for this facility in general. Nice, awesome. Nice. couple comments coming in from Coach Breslin. Uh, this is going back to the comment we asked you about, uh, you know, how much does it mean for you to be coaching at Garfield? He said that is what it's all about. Great job. Coach Romeo said selfless. And we got a comment from a Joseph Messina saying, Mike, the type of coach you only see in movies, and that doesn't even do justice. Um, coach Romeo saying... If Appreciate they... all the comments. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Coach Romeo saying about this Garfield 8th uh, grade team, like you were saying, um, if they stay together in high school, that will be one exciting team to watch. Yeah, definitely. So, it does sound, uh, sound like a good What's group. good is sure. he gave, you gave sure. us some insight tonight when I start making my picks next year on the show. <laughs> you know, uh, it makes me sound good. But Did I say I got... too much? No, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. But I got, I got a, like a, an X and O kind of question, a little coaching kind of question. Um, as we all know, quarterback play has definitely changed over the past couple of years, not only on the pro level, but the college and even in the high school level. You know, um, RPOs, you know, mobile quarterback, zone reads and all this. That's the quote unquote like new quarterback now. Um, has it changed, would you say, in two facets? One, coaching. And what I mean coaching is, you know, Years ago, it would be, okay, we got to work on drops. You would never even have the quarterback say, all right, run over bags and do any kind of running back drill because you wouldn't want your running quarterbacks running in the past. Yeah. Now it's, I mean, that might be your best player. So in the coaching level, has it changed how you coach them up? And what about on the training part, like with the fast twitch? Like, do you train a quarterback a little different now? Like maybe train them as you would train a running back a couple years ago. How does that work? So it's a, it's a great question, and I, and I think any coach will tell you that it's always, it always comes down to the specific talent and type of team you, got, you, you have, and you kind of always orchestrate it to that, to their strengths. Um, so whatever the case is, obviously the, the, the game has become a spread RPO type of system, but that really just comes down to the fact people are taking advantage of numbers. And however your team – strengths align to where you could take advantage of any number on the field, whether it's the corner and safety three on two, whether it's the offensive line, defensive line, six in the box, five in the box, whatever the case is, that's kind of what it's uh, definitely lean towards. And then, like you said, with the quarterback play, it depends what type of quarterback you have. There's still, there's still programs that have um, tall, lanky pocket guys don't right. move as much, but, but still do have a, a strong arm, things of that nature. So, Year by year, roster by roster, you kind of determine uh, their skill set and try to tailor your offense toward that. But I would definitely say it definitely has changed to the fact where, for example, I'll give you an example. I was a quarterback growing up in Garfield High School, and for four years I was not allowed to hit the sled or the bag with my shoulder. <laughs> right. There's a, there's a story behind that as to why, and I understand it. But, you know, it's definitely a new day and age, and 
Um, if, if you're lucky enough to have a quarterback that can move and run, you want to use that for sure. Okay. Uh, another comment from uh, our great friend, Kenny Kirkpatrick. Coach, we need you to expand to Southern Maryland. Best of luck with coaching and training. That's, that's from another guy who grew up uh, Garfield Boilermaker, Kenny Kirkpatrick. Oh, man, I, I appreciate that. And I, 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 would, I would love to hit all 50 states eventually. <laughs> Coach, um, when we started All In, actually, Coach Santa Croach was uh, really our first uh, – first guest we had like a whole we did a whole bunch with garfield football i guess that was not this past season the season yeah he was the first guy that started all coach santa Cruz. we had to give him his own little uh own little bit there um so you know he was new this was his he just completed his second year if i'm not mistaken right and um you know so i was wondering if you know we'll move into garfield football a little bit if you wouldn't mind like giving a recap of the last two seasons you know that now that pete's taken over the program and made a little quick preview of the uh 2021 season that's coming up Sure. So I, I actually had the pleasure of starting right when Pete started as well. Um, Pete's a great guy. He's a great leader. He's, he's very organized. He's very creative. Um, I think the thing that we love most about Pete as a coaching staff, probably even as players, is that he's so open-minded. He's, he's never saying that this is the book and this is how we're going by it. He, he loves hearing everyone's opinion. And he'll he'll be more than willing to take those opinions and use them. Or if not, then he'll you know he'll make sure he gives a reason as to why he thinks that might not be the best reason. But um, for that, any coach would love to to coach under Pete Santa Coach, and I believe all of our coaches do. We're doing great jobs so far in two seasons. Um, our first year, we we won our first state playoff game in over forty years. Um, and just to put that in perspective, growing up as a Garfield High School football player, even making playoffs wasn't even, unfortunately for us, wasn't even a realistic thought or expectation when we were in school, as much as we would love to do it. And for, for Pete to be able to accomplish that in his first year, and I had the opportunity to be on the staff as well, it's just something special that you always remember. But at the end of the day, we're not satisfied. And, you know, losing in the game before the state finals still doesn't sit well with us and you know, we definitely want to be back there. I got to ask you a question off script. We always go <laughs> off script. But here's my – I just thought about this one. What are your thoughts on this whole – I mean, again, we all coached. We all heard, you know, New Jersey doesn't play to a true state champion. Texas does, yada, yada. And Jersey's moving towards that. Do you have any um, any thoughts on that, pros and cons? Do you like it? Do you like where they're going to like – you know, you're, you're going to get less sectional – champs and maybe more of a true state champ what's your thoughts on that i actually don't have too strong of opinion on it um jersey's a little different to where you know we have a lot of different groups and sections and different size schools and things of that nature on top of the fact that we have probably the best parochial schools in in the smallest area probably in the country right um so with that being said, that's probably feeds into why they've tried to alter, do, do it different ways. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think any competitor would be against having one champion right. um, for the state. So I don't think any of us have a problem with that. And whatever, whatever it is, whatever they say it is, that, that's what that's it what is. That's what you shoot for. That's what you shoot for. Exactly. That's exactly. it. Absolutely. 
Or um, you want to roll into rapid? Yeah, fire absolutely. A bit? All absolutely. right, coach. Our next sure. little segment we call uh, rapid fire. I always a little, little more, uh, you know, fun. Not all sports related questions. So okay. a, little dif- a little different. Well, my first one is. All right, so you've <laughs> sure. coached a lot. You coached since you were nineteen. You've been on the high school level, like you said. You could do any other. You could do any sport, but I'm talking Garfield specific. What are your three biggest Garfield wins as a coach on any level? <laughs> biggest win I have to I have to I have to put that playoff state playoff game versus Rahway up there the one we just spoke about okay um just because the way you address the question I'm gonna have to put my first state champion um Super Bowl championship as a fifth and sixth grade head coach at 19 years old right out of high school and wow number three Wow, that's a stumper, coach. How about the how about the, how about the Rutherford two years ago when you you went and you you guys beat up Rutherford? That was I mean Rutherford was Honestly, hot that, state that was, champs. It was def it was definitely an exciting win. Um, we we know how good they were the previous two years, and you know their long record. I believe they won like twenty one mm-hmm. games in a row at that point, and they were the league champs. So that was definitely a big win for our school and for our kids in general because. Although we believed that we would win the game before the game started, off seeing them from film, practicing with our guys, scouting them the whole nine, um, just for confidence in general and kind of letting the league know that we're, we're, not just, we're not just this hot and cold team. We're going to win the big games when it matters. Um, that would definitely be number three. I appreciate you. All right. There you go. my memory there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, Coach, mine for you. On a game day, any pregame superstitions or rituals that you have to do or perform or wear a certain thing? Wow. Um, not specific, but I will always keep one thing from the game before of my outfit if we won. I can't change everything up. So nothing crazy. Uh, we try to we try to go opposite of the kids, our staff, so that um, it's easier to notice us on the sideline and things of that nature. But as far as outfit or superstitious wise, um, never just stay positive and win that game, man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't go too crazy. With that. <laughs> All right, next thing we're talking about Garfield, so we got to talk about pizza. We're gonna change it up for you a little bit. We always uh, just say who's the best pizza, but you know what we're gonna do? Okay. We gave it like a semifinals of Garfield pizza. So you got wow. there's two semifinal games. <laughs> I thought these were easy questions. Hey, 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 we gotta put you on the spot here. I mean, come on. All right, first one, first semifinal, Barcelona's. Or La Bella Pizza. Who advances in that one for you? I'm gonna go Barcelona's by a short stretch. <laughs> okay. By a short stretch. Do I have to explain my answers, uh, or, or are they multiple choice? No, they're multiple <laughs> choice. They're multiple choice. Okay. And now so we we'll go, go with Barcelona's. And, and now one. we go to the other other semifinals, Pizza Mania. Or Rose's Pizza? And Coach Cislano just answered for you. He said Rose's. Wow. So, Pizza Mania or Rose's? It, it, you'd be hard-pressed for me to pick anything over Rose's Pizza. That Sicilian pizza is to die uh, for. That's, you got, you're talking Free to the guy promo for 100% that's percent it. there. Well, I, that brings me to the finals, but I think you might, you might have given away I your answered answer. It already. Right, the finals is Rose's versus Barcelona's. So, your winner is? 
So Roses is definitely the winner, but I'll throw in a little bit. That's my Sicilian pizza. But being a Garfield guy, oldest of four, we grew up on Tuesdays on Santoni's. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I got to show Santoni's a little love. Okay. Great (laughs) place. You know what? Jen's, I've taken Jen to a lot of pizzerias in Garfield. She has never, I don't think, got one Santoni's. But I think we tried one night, didn't we? We did. We We couldn't get in or something. Their plain regular pie is good, but Rose's Sicilian is just top and, notch. And Coach Ro- uh, Coach Sis is saying that a boy with roses, and Coach <laughs> Romeo saying anything but roses will upset Kurt Valenti. <laughs> he knows. Oh, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw everybody for a loop here because he has become not that you don't like roses anymore, it's still your favorite, but Labella has become. I'm the a Friday big Labella night, guy too. No, Labella's good. Labella's I'm good. Labella I'm saying. not. I'm not gonna lie. You you'll be hard pressed. Garfield, you got about five, six, seven spots that you can go any corner in Garfield. I know, I know. All right, and my last question, what's your favorite NFL football team? Dallas Cowboys for life. You you like me a little less after that one, don't you? Oh, it's not that I don't like. Listen, I'm a diehard Bronco fan, but I got to say this. I'm not a Dak Prescott fan. I'm going to be honest. Here's why. I don't. I do not think, and I've said this all along, along, I do not think he should be paid the top three NFL quarterback money. That's my opinion. What is your opinion? Because again, I, I have to look at salary because I got mm-hmm. it. Like all I hear is Dallas has no defense. Well, how am I going to pay defense if I'm paying a quarterback $40 million? So would you have given them that money? So I feel like the money thing is always a tough question because there's so many variables that go into it. And you know, with inflation, the way it works is if you're a top 10 quarterback, Basically, when your contract becomes due, you end up beating out the guy before you, whether you're better than him or not, because it was the year or two after. But I will say that I do believe in Dak. I think he's done some good things as a young quarterback, and he's going to grow with Zeke very well. Got some good receivers around him. And now I think that that paying him money will boost him a little bit. I think he's going to be the guy to get the Cowboys in the, in the next title. Okay. So, with that being said, I do think he's worth the money. All right. Good answer. <laughs> By the way, uh, Kenny Kirkpatrick saying, Kurt, we need a Cowboy fan for next Thursday's draft show. So, if you're around, jump on. Uh, uh, there you go. Is that right. part two? No. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. One more in our final rapid fire question for you, Coach. It's a simple one. A Nike, Under Armour, or Adidas? What do you prefer? I'm Nike all the way. There you Unfortunately, go. that's 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 the politically incorrect answer if I'm talking from Garfield High School point of view. But uh, you know, we 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 love our we love our Under Armour uniforms. But if we if we could, if we had Nike, we would love that. All right, real quick, Coach, if you want to just give one more shout out, we have all your info up: www.fasttwitch.com at Fast Twitch. Anything else? You got one more minute to talk about Fast Twitch? Go ahead. Anything else you want to add? Um, other than for what I already previously mentioned, I just think, um, we, we talked a lot about athletes, but no matter what your fitness goals are, um, there's someone here for you. And I believe, um, the environment that Chris Tuttle, our owner and coach Rue, who runs our entire facility has basically said is that, you know, regardless of what it is, we, we go above and beyond for our clients and, and we care about seeing you guys progress more than we care about you know, the dollar amount or, or the next thing. So um, as far as the athlete performance, if you're an athlete even close to this area and you're not already in this gym, 
I don't know what you're doing. In about in about 20 minutes, you're gonna see about 20 kids in here going crazy, ready to put the music on and and, and get back to work. But um, like I said, uh, you know, check us out. Give us a shot, and any anybody who is looking for just bettering yourself in general, getting more healthy, getting in shape, bigger, faster, stronger, whatever the case is, injury assessment, we have it right upstairs. One-stop shop, fast twitch shot. Bro, come on down, Midland Island, baby. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, Coach. It was absolutely Guys, it was pleasure. my pleasure. Thank you very much for reaching out multiple times, and I, and I hope to see you guys very soon. Absolutely. Very we'll much. definitely do it again. And best of luck to you, Have a coach. great night. You too. Good luck the rest of the show. Thank, Thank you, you, Coach. Good night. Thank you. See you later, Coach. Yes, sir. All right. Great guest, uh, Coach Messina. Uh, Jimmy Eiserman's checking in saying, what's up, guys? Um, Joseph Messina must have approved of the uh, interview. <laughs> Gave him nice uh, muscles. Little Coach muscle Romeo emoji. saying, nice job, Coach Mike. Um, nice. um, Co Coach Breslin saying, Mike, tell him Dak is going to Denver. <laughs> um, and, and Joey, Coach Romeo saying, he got hosed when I was on the show when it came to roses. <laughs> Boo. But he, he, I remember taking him very young on a little league. I think we went there <laughs> end of the year or something, and he got hooked with that. We had um, we had our next guest in the waiting room. I'm not sure um, he's uh, not there right now. So, okay. Um, we can. I'll keep an eye out for him. Hopefully, he he comes comes back. Okay. Um. So, but I know that Kenny did give us a a top. Here he is. Actually, he's back. So that's great. Let me let uh, our next guest in and get him all set up. Yes, Mr. Kirkpatrick did come up with a, one of his Another top five. Top five that will be. We'll get to him in get, a couple of seconds. Get to, absolutely, uh, Coach, can you hear me, Coach? Yeah. Great. Do you have a? Would do, do you want to put your video on? Is that okay? So, Coach, uh, Mr. Kirkpatrick did give us his top five. We will get to that in a couple of minutes. Well, why is it not working? While you're um while we're getting connected uh visually, I uh coach, I'm going to uh introduce you officially to our audience while we try to maybe get some uh some video content rolling with the audio. We are joined by Ricky Krautman of Krautman Kicking. Uh, he is previously a four-year varsity kicker at Ramapo High School, where he had both all-state and all-county accolades. And he holds three state kicking records, including New Jersey's all-time kicking scoring leader with 249 career kicking points. He played college football at Syracuse, as where he was the third leading scorer in 2005. And he finished his collegiate career at William Patterson, earning all conference honors and also hold several school records there uh in total almost 20 years of uh football kicking experience so thanks for joining us tonight coach yeah i appreciate it can you hear me yep we yeah, hear we you can hear you um couple can you see me or no we can't see you no that's okay if we if can we do can we, just, we do audio, audio that's audio, fine that's fine um real quick uh, again i had the uh pleasure of when I was whenever he came at Ramapo I was the freshman coach Ricky was the varsity kicker and in our introduction we have to say one more thing um, one of the best if not the best kicker that New Jersey has ever seen and we'll, we'll get into it but I was just amazed um, on a high school level when you would have a guy who you know a, a kid like kicking you know like what's a high school kicker gonna kick put it from 40 put it from 45 like 
wow, you know, like he did it. So, Rick, thank you very much. Coach Breslin saying, what's up, Rick? So he's hey, saying, hey, hello. what's up, man? Good to be here. Thank you for having me, guys. Okay. Um, so, Jen, you get went over his uh, background. I'll just start with a quick question for you, Rick. Um, how did you turn your love of football and kicking into Krautman kicking? And if you can just explain a little bit about what Krautman kicking is all about. Well, I, I grew up playing soccer all my life. And then uh, in eighth grade, I tried out for the uh, for the Rampo High School football team varsity team. And I made the team as a freshman at Rampo uh, for football. And uh, one of the reasons I left soccer was the opportunities for possible scholarships and football kicking uh, back in the early 2000s. Um, the competition was still pretty severe for kicking, but not nearly as much as it is now. So I ended up having, you know, very successful four years and getting five full scholarships at a high school just for kicking footballs, which is great. I mean, I was a straight-A student, National Honor Society, um, and my grade spoke, you know, spoke for what, what it's worth. You know, you have to be a student athlete, and it's not just about that. And I really think majoring in physics in college and then transferring that over to my crowd and kicking, teaching, uh, coaching go hand-in-hand. Hand. So definitely teaching uh, the younger population, high school, middle school, even some college guys, you know, definitely helped uh, with me on the field with coaching. But, I mean, I worked my butt off growing up, you know, with uh, Franklin and then outside, you know, work, working my butt off with uh, with Pat Pierre and, you know, different things in my life, man, brought me to crowd and kicking. Just that my, my, my aspiration, my passion for working with kids and making a difference um, with, with them on and off the field. It's not just about kicking, though. It's about life and, you know, uh, responsibility and, breathing and visualization techniques and fun stuff like that. I, I make all my sessions very fun. And that's what I believe crowd and kicking is about. It's, it's having fun, but learning, learning while having fun and also getting these, getting these um, boys and girls, that, you know, trying to get to the next level, whether it's making a middle school football team, high school football team, college team, whatever it is, NFL. Um, I'm open to training anyone. So as long as they're coachable and they have a hard work ethic and they want to do it, I'm open to always training them. And I love what I do coach. You know that I, yeah, I, I love kicking footballs in college. Uh, of course, it's a very pressure position, but I enjoyed every second of it. And even when I missed, you know, I know uh, you have to have a short memory, and that's what I really, uh, you know, tell my guys is that if you miss a kick, you got to move on. You got to have a short memory, and that's it, man. But a lot of guys do get do get let you know down on themselves when they miss a kick, you know. And crowd and kicking, I teach a lot of mental toughness, um, ways. Ways if you do miss a kick, how to bounce back, uh, whether it's breathing mechanisms, visualization techniques, you know, things to uh, to help them breathe better. Because I know it's one thing kicking on the field coach and practice now in 55, 60 yarders, but there's another thing when you got, you know, everything everything on, your pads on, people are coming at you. Um, you got to learn how to translate that in practice. So I do a lot of those game situation type things, um, and that's that's really important. You know, what, what can you translate from – the field and when you practice to the game situations. And I do a lot of that with probably kicking uh, a lot of pressure situations, uh, mechanics, fundamentals, technique, how to warm up and stretch the right way, you know, before you kick footballs. And uh, that's a very important component is the warm up stretching routine. So, and I learned that in phys ed, you know, majoring in phys ed in college, I learned a lot about, you know, organization structure, and that really helped me perform as a better coach. And that's why I really started probably kicking because of my, uh, my passion for teaching phys ed and working with guys and, and getting them stronger as well on, on the field. And um, it's important, you know, to really make a difference and, and be, their, be their mentor, be their role model, you know, and that's what I strongly believe in.
Awesome. We got a comment coming in from uh, Bobby Blackjack saying, welcome, Bobby Blackjack Garanti, saying, welcome to the family, Ricky. So um, I, I mentioned that you were on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, you kind of—I don't know if you want to elaborate it on a little, a little bit more. But my follow-up question uh, was actually going to be—I'm sure, obviously, you teach the techniques and the mechanics to kicking, but you know, uh, the mental aspect of the position—I I figured was, you know, uh, equally, if not perhaps more important. You know, and I know you talk as you focus on some of the techniques that you do. That was going to be my first question for you. So I don't know if there's anything more you wanted to elaborate on about that mental aspect that you help. You know, it, it's it's a hard thing as a, a young kicker or a high school kicker. You know, you see that mental part of the game is really, you know, it, it's it, it's something you have to really have to learn and go through. And like you're saying, you can prepare, but then when you're put in that situation, so what, what specifically do you, uh, you know, help your, how do you help your kickers prepare for those types of situations? Well, good, good. No, it's, uh, it's always fun talking about kicking in the mental game. You know, it's, um, I really do believe once you get the fundamentals and technique for kicking, uh, it's definitely easier to start trusting yourself more. And I, I believe if you're not trusting the operation, if you're not uh, trusting the snap, the hold, and even the kick, you're not going to make your kick. So um, trusting in your team, trusting in the snapper and holder, trusting in yourself most importantly. But that's why we practice in the beginning of the week. We practice the right fundamentals, the right technique, the right mechanic. And once once you develop the confidence in that, then you start developing the confidence when you kick. Of course, life's not perfect. You're going to miss kicks. It could be a bad snapper hold. You can't, as a kicker, you can't control the snapper hold. Only, only thing you can do is is really help them out during the week and form that bond that football players have. Um, that's the big reason why, I cho- honestly, I love football so much is that bond. So, um, and you know, I really try to do that. You know, explain that to my guys that you know life is not perfect. You know, but as long as you trust your your form and you're worried about kind of what you have what you have to do to your job. visual targets before you kick you know whether it's a cloud whether it's a, a tree whether it's a branch uh, whether it's a, it could be anything some, some fields don't have too much but uh, there could be a building so picking those targets, targets out actually makes kicking a lot a lot better and uh, more fun in, in my opinion you know I, I love I love picking targets out I like kicking it there because it makes it fun it makes it challenging and um, you know as we do that they just start getting better accuracy wise confidence wise and then they bring that confidence and that attitude that positive attitude that we teach And, um, you know, talking, you know, taking deep breaths before you kick. If you miss a kick, you know, feel like, you know what, when you miss that kick. But you got to learn, you got to learn how to just mentally just move on, you know, because, again, life is about moving on. We're all going to have experiences, you know, and I tell these guys realistic, realistic stories that I had at Syracuse and that I had at William Patterson, you know, and even playing on the pro level in arena up, up in Rochester, New York. Um, and they respect me more for that, you know, because. If, I'm, I'm a human being. I miss kicks. I remember my first kick against Boston College was a miss at, at Syracuse. Yeah. Not a great feeling. Not a great feeling. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, whether you get a chance to bounce back or not that game, you bounce back when, when you're off. I try to, if, if I'm working with a kid, like a middle school kid on that, I really try to give them, you know, kind of the realistic experience. It's like, oh, step in the game and you're missing it. You gotta start thinking like super positive and saying, "All right, there's still a lot of game left. Even if you miss the game winning extra point, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, there's always next game. There's always the next next step in your life, right? <laughs> um, no matter what, you know, you get turned down by 
from from an employer or your you know so it's important to kind of bounce back and, and maintain that mental uh, toughness for sure. Couple yeah. comment, a couple comments, Rick, from our friend uh, Cole Allen checking in, saying hello. We have a comment from a Jason Markowski saying, "Coach Ricky." Uh, hey, Jason. Yeah, I know him. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, Coach Breslin saying, "I remember when Blake would be yelling at him before he would kick in practice." Coach Breslin's throwing yes. that in. Yeah, Coach Breslin, Coach B, you're the man. That's you're it. That's it. Ricky, I yeah. got a quick question. Um, Speaking of like mental aspects, stuff like that, um, kickers, they always say like you watch on, on NFL games or college, but you know, like in a playoff game and they'll say the kicker's the loneliest player on the field. They don't want to be with anybody. They don't want to talk to anybody. So can you tell me what's going in your mind? You're a high school, regardless of what you, you know, regardless from freshman or senior, it's, you know, Wayne Hills, Ramapo, Wayne Hills is up 17, 16. There's 12 seconds left. Coach Gibbs is going to say, Coach Gibbs is going to say, hey, we're going to kick this thing at 35 to 40 yards. What's going through your mind of like, I'm going to win this game. I'm going to lose this game. Like you're saying, they're, they're going to turn around and say, it could be a bad snap. It could be a, a bad hold. But they're going to go and say, did he make that kick? Did he miss that kick? What's going through your mind as a kicker? Well, <laughs> there's, there's so many pressure situations in kicking. And so whether it's a game-winning field goal, or, you know, whether, whether it's a situation you said, I mean, as a kicker, you just got to think positive the whole game. You know, you know you're going to be in for kicks. Um, even if you think your team, oh, you're not going to get opportunities, you're always going to get at least an extra point. Um, so you got to do the best uh, at, at, at the task at hand. So even if you're getting one extra point, you know, you got to make that kick. If you're down by three points with, you know, three seconds left, I remember my freshman year coach against Greg Olson in Lee Hills, you know, we were we were down three points at Ramapo, and I had to – make that make that kick to get into overtime. So what's going on in my mind is they iced me three times. And when it, when a kicker gets iced, of course, there's more time to think about it. But if you try, like I said, if you trust the process and you trust the operation and you know you're going to make the kick, like I love I love being under these situations. And that's what you have to you have to love as a kicker. You have to endure and, and be a part of those type of situations. Um, that'll actually make, make it a lot more fun than nervous. You know, we're all going to have some nerves. Especially yeah. if we're up for a game-winning kick, so I just try to take deep breaths, man, honestly, and kick in the net and, and punt in the net as much as possible, and uh, you know have have that mental confidence to get this job done. You know, but it's a lot of different things. Technique, uh, you know, really visualizing the ball going down the middle. Uh, you know, visualizing a perfect snap and hold. You know, things like that. You got to imagine it for it to actually you know become realistic. In my, you know, that's what I believe in is 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 doing that from the beginning of the week, right? Yeah. Um, and preparing yourself for that for that uh, situation that you're, you know, you have, let's say, three seconds left. You're down by three. Um, you again, you got to stay, you got to stay calm, you got to stay relaxed and poised. And again, taking those deep breaths definitely helps. And I, I really do believe that definitely helps you make those kicks. Is when you take those three deep breaths, one before you kick, one when you're back there, and then another one before you actually do your approach and things like that. And visualizing definitely helps you, um, you know, make that game winning kick or game time field goal or game winning extra point. Okay. So, nice. Yeah. Uh, Coach, the next part we wanted to do with you is a little, uh, we call it rapid fire. So we have some, I always say they're, uh, you know, more fun or quick, but you know, I don't, I shouldn't, I really shouldn't describe them that way. Right. <laughs> but they're a little, uh, you know, meant to be rapid, but you know, they're, they're not so, uh, not all of them will be, I'm sure. So uh, go ahead, Curry. All right, here we go. <laughs> Question one, in either high school or college, what are your three biggest kicks 
that you think that you believe you had in your career? Uh, definitely, uh, definitely the game against uh, Wayne Hills my freshman year at Rample High School. You know, we were down by we were down by three, Coach. You know, we had to put this game into overtime, and uh, I nailed that kick. I remember Coach Mielo bringing me to the sidelines and telling him something before I went out there. And honestly, that helped me. That helped me. Whatever he said, I mean, it's it's just kind of like helped me relax and make that kick. You know, and give me that positive attitude rather than being a freshman being nervous. Remember, age is the number. It doesn't matter if you're in eighth grade, ninth grade. Hey, yep. When it comes down to it, it's just about staying mentally tough and knowing that you can make that kick before you kick. And that that definitely was a was a big game. And and that and against Greg Olson, even though we didn't win that game, I definitely that was <laughs> that's when Jimmy Cavallo said Rick the kick when he named. Yeah, yeah. That was my uh, that was my freshman year. Um, I mean, honestly, even like a kick against Notre Dame, I know this sounds crazy because I only got one kick that game when we played Notre Dame. Kicking at that stadium was definitely my favorite experience. Um, and that was only one kick against Brady Quinn and Jeff Samarja, uh, those type of guys, man. They, 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 they banged us up a, up a little bit, but you know, we, we, you know what? I had my experience there. I, I had fun, just like games against Florida State, you know, even though it was only a few extra points. Um, definitely were, were great times. I remember William Patterson um, had a game-winning kick there. With Coach Miello was my coach again at William Patterson. And uh, I believe it was against Hobart. Um, and it was like a 38-yard field from the left hash. And I remember the sideline of Hobart calling calling me names and calling about Syracuse, you know, trying to, like, torment me before the kick. But <laughs> I ignored it. And I just, you know, took a deep breath and, and kicked the ball down the middle. And, um, you know, those those were the biggest kicks. But even playing arena coach, playing indoors, that was definitely a tough tough challenge too i think every kick is definitely if you make that kick indoors is definitely a big kick you know because of the, the challenge of the uh the accuracy and everything like that but yeah so that's uh you know but that's those are like my big picks that i definitely enjoyed you know always think about and tell those stories to my guys and uh yeah for sure so okay. I'm, I'm modest with a lot of my stuff man but i i, I love to brag too you know? there you go hey, not, nothing wrong with that rick nothing wrong with that Yep. All right. Well, uh, you you went to Ramapo High School, so I'm sure you're familiar with Market Basket. So I, I uh, go there every month. Though. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this this will be right up your alley then. So I'm going to ask you to go into Market Basket, and you can get your three favorite things there. What are you buying? Um, uh, definitely buying the Foley Wally sandwich. That's the, uh, the <laughs> that's the barbecue chicken. It's got like barbecue chicken. Some like I, think, I don't think it's jarble cheese. It's um. Forgot that other type of cheese. It's, it's good. It's got that barbecue sauce on that long roll, that hot long roll. Um, I like the, uh, what else do I like? The market basket. I like your fresh uh, tier tuna. They serve that fresh in the seafood section. I get that with, with wasabi and um, some, uh, what was that, some ginger on that. And uh, what else do I like at market basket? Um, I like sun-dried tomato. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of the few places that actually have really good sun-dried tomatoes. So I don't come away with those a lot. I like fresh mozzarella and sun-dried tomatoes. And I just, I like their produce. I like their blueberries, you know, so. Nice. Very <laughs> All nice. right, good. And my last one for you is, you mentioned Notre Dame before. Um, is there, if you could kick in, in a game, but if you could kick in any collegiate, any college or NFL stadium, is there one that you would be like, oh, I just want one kick in that stadium? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, um, definitely, I'll start with the NFL, uh, definitely like Seattle Seahawks, man, I've always, I've always wanted, that, that stadium's sick, um, even if it's just like an, a 17-yard field goal, you know, I don't care what it is, um, I, I love the atmosphere, I love how loud it gets, 
you know, they do the volume control with the, with the audience for Monday Night Football. Yeah. Night Football. Uh, but, Coach, you mentioned the Broncos, right? I mean, I've been to Denver several times. I would love to kick in that, kick in that stadium, man, with the wind behind Oh, you, hey, listen, you, you, you know, you kick from 45. People are kicking 60. I mean, it's crazy over there with that altitude. You love it. I love it. And um, in college, honestly, my bro- my brother Ron kicked that Syracuse. Um, you know, he he played at Yankee Stadium. You know, he he had these games. My brother's thirty years old, and he played at Yankee Stadium. I wish I could have played at Yankee Stadium. You know, yeah. Um, some of these stadiums, like I I haven't played at West Virginia. I would have loved to play at West Virginia. Um, you know, really the those old school Big East teams. You know, West Virginia. Uh, I did play. I did play against BC. That was the only game I played Big East freshman year. Then we moved to eight. What do we do? No, we were still in the Big East junior year, uh, but we played some out of state, out of conference games. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, any of those big time schools like Oregon, I would love to kick at those, those schools, man. You know. Awesome. And, uh, we're, so, anyways, yeah. All right, Coach. My, my, I'm all about the food with my rapid fire for you tonight. So my last rapid fire is your preference: McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, or Chick Fil A. Oh my God, these are, that's a bad, that's a good question, but a bad question. <laughs> um, I, again, I do go to Market Festival once a week, so I try to, you know, I send to Pauly Wally as my, as my lunch sometimes, I love that sandwich. Um, if I had to choose, it would be Wendy's for sure, I like their spicy chicken sandwich, I haven't had that in a while, and um, I just love, I, I love the overall atmosphere of Wendy's, yeah, but I don't eat that stuff too much, I, I try to, you know, if I'm going out to eat, you know, I try to hit up the local spots, you know, maybe some homemade Homemade pasta, or you know, whatever it is. But, uh, See, yeah, Rick, you answered it the right way, Rick. You answered it the right way. Absolutely. You did. That's but so funny. Before you go, Rick, real quick, Ricky Krautman again, Ricky Krautman Kicking, www.krautmankicking.com, Twitter at Krautman Kicking. Um, we see all your videos. It's I'm telling you, it's awesome. We watch for the Instagram, the Facebook stuff you do with your athletes. It's just awesome. Like like you're saying, it's it's fun. It's high paced. It's and, and what you're doing is it's awesome. You know, it's it's awesome. And hey, like I said, you're you're the best kicker I've seen in Jersey since I've been coaching and stuff. So hats off well, to you, man. No, you guys are the best. No, I appreciate you having me. I'm blessed to to be on your show and. Um... Uh, I congratulate you guys too on the show and, and the, the success that you've been having as well. And I, I, you know, I don't, I only pray for the best man, you know, for everybody. Um, and I, you know, I believe in what I do, you know, and as, as love you guys, you believe in what you do. I believe in what I do and, yeah. um, we work hard, you know, and that's the most important thing. But, um, I just want to shout out a few other people real quick. Sure. Um, shout out to my dad real quick, man, Jeff Proudman. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am without him, you know? A lot of a lot of old, old timers around for high school knew my dad. My dad was a big booster contributor, and um, you know I wouldn't be be here today without him, honestly. And uh, shout out to Coach Tommy. Um, I hired him a few years ago for crowd kicking. Coach Taylor, my long snappy coach, snapped him on State. Coach Tommy was an All American at Utah College D three, and uh, and then we have Coach Nick DeAngelis, who's a Ramsey guy, Penn State guy. So um, just want to shout out to my assistant coaches and, and and all my former coaches and everybody that made a difference in my life, you know, um, especially Coach Mike Miela, man, and Coach Breslin and Coach Gibbs. Those guys are – I love Ralph, man. I wish I wish I could go back to my high school days a lot. Ralph was a great, great time. So, yeah. You know, but, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us tonight. It was a pleasure to have you on. And we'll do something with you, Rick, during football. Maybe we get you, some of the kickers yeah, on and stuff absolutely. like that. We'll do yeah. a nice little segment for you. 
Yeah, so if you know, on a regular, you know, I'm on my, my girl's uh, big screen desktop. I thought it would work a lot better because I, I ran out in the Catskills in New York and I don't get any good service. So I came to Bloomfield and I'm I'm on this big screen TV. I thought it would work, so I apologize. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, okay. No that's okay. No worries. We're glad we made it work. <laughs> that's okay. Right, Thank you, guys. Rick. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Okay. Good night. Take care. Thanks, guys. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, bye. You know, two uh our first two guests, just two people, again, passionate about what they do. So yeah. it's so nice to see the people they work with benefit not only from their expertise, but their passion. And, and again, when, like I do. said, being, you know, younger days at Ramapo, yeah. when you're looking and you're like just seeing a kid, a high school kicker kicking 35, 40, 45, and you're like, wow, like, you know, you're seeing NFL guys missing kicks like that, and this is a high school kick doing that. And it was uh, phenomenal. A couple comments. Kenny saying, good luck, Rick. Ramapo reunion show soon this summer. Coach Breslin saying, yes, his dad hooked us up with some great heaters for the Wayne Hills game. Uh, Coach Breslin also saying, good job, Rick. I'm going to admit our um, our other guests who are ready to go. We have Hawthorne Wrestling ready to join us. So I'm going to admit uh, our next guest there. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hello. Can you guys hear us okay? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to uh, – I just want to make sure we got everybody of Declan joining as well. Coach, are you, I don't see, um, I had seen Josh in the waiting room. I don't see him. I'm not sure if, uh, if he's, uh, going to be, I, I mean, I can let him in at any time, but I didn't know okay. if, uh, if, you know, okay, no I don't want you to think I wasn't letting him in. <laughs> All right. So I'd like to welcome to our panel. We have, uh, the head coach of Hawthorne wrestling, Joe Mazaka joining us. He's joined by his three senior captains, Declan Smith, Liam McAllister, and Josh is, is Naga. Did I say those names correctly, coach? Yes. All right. Yep. Awesome. And uh, congratulations on an undefeated league championship season, Coach. So exciting to have you on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was an awesome season for these guys. So, you know, definitely really exciting. All right, Coach, I'll start with you. Just like Jen said, congratulations. Oh, I'm sorry. I do, I do have – Declan is in, but I don't see his, like, microphone or camera is active. So he is in the meeting, but I don't I don't see, like, his little uh, his little icons on there. So – Oh, Co- and there's Josh. Coach okay. Breslin is saying, what's up, guys? Great job. So Coach Breslin is saying his hello. Um, Coach, I'll start with you again. Like, congratulations on an unbelievable season. First division championship since 1998, like Jen said. Uh, can you just give us a quick, um, like, recap of this past season? Uh, it was crazy, you know, with, with COVID and all. I mean, it, I mean, to be honest, I didn't even think we would have a season. And then, uh, then we come in, we come in in March, which is – you know, usually at the time of, of states and, and we starting in March and we didn't know how far we'll go. And uh, that was kind of, you know, what we talked about from the very beginning from day one. Uh, look, guys, we don't know how far we're going to go. So let's take it one day at a time. Let's, uh, you know, make the most of it this year and try to get as many matches as we can in. And all these guys were, were, were all in and they wanted to, they wanted to win the league. I mean, that was their, their top goal and, uh, you know, they were able to accomplish it. So they, they did a phenomenal job this year. Awesome. Nice. Congratulations. I mean, it's, it's cra- I mean, every time we talk to, uh, especially that winter season, I mean, the fall as well, but you know, you're outside the winter season, you know, day to day, 
match to match it's like you don't you don't you don't know what the next day will hold so i can a, a season is challenging as it is so i can only imagine that extra element you know making it that much more challenging uh guys my question is for you uh in your 13 regular season matches if i'm not mistaken you had like 36 wins between the three of you right your four-year letter winners can you explain how it felt for you as a senior captain to end your career at hawthorne Hawthorne on such a high note. Liam, you want to start off? Uh, yeah, I mean, it just felt good because we knew it was our last year and we knew it wasn't going to be normal. So we just tried to make the most out of it. And we worked hard before the season and all off season. So we knew we were going to do it. I mean, we, had, we were pretty confident. We knew we had the team to do it. And how about you, Josh? Um. Yeah, definitely. We just went out there, and um, it was it was great to to watch um, the hard work that everyone was putting into the practice room come out on the mat and uh, just put us out on the mat. And again, oh, I apologize. I know Declan is here. I just can't. Uh, I can't get anything. Uh, I don't have any way to to see him or ask him to to share his camera or anything so but coach can you tell us about these three senior captains not only how they led your squad this season but the impact they had on the program in general uh these three were awesome coming in freshman year this is uh you know this senior class is all about team and, and uh they were just very team oriented i mean even even coming in as freshmen you know uh, i know you know, Liam and Josh, you know, in particular, you know, they, they were, there were times in their career where they were sitting behind, you know, kind of our strongest, you know, part of our lineup. And, you know, they, they weren't upset about it. They, uh, they just said, coach, look, whenever we can get in, put us in, you know, and that, and that was, that was what, what this team was about. And, and that, and that kind of trickled down to the other guys. Because they were, they felt the same way, and everybody was there working hard every single day. And it started with these three guys. You know, they they bust their butt every day. And you know, I know Declan. Oh, he's he's on there. I know Declan <laughs> was uh, was trying to get these guys to go for runs and and having Google Meets with them and and trying to figure out where everybody's you know where, where the weight classes are. You know, Josh. You know, uh, was always the first one in, last one to leave every single day. You know, getting these guys set up, getting everything rolled up, back up at the end. You know, Liam, Liam was the, the, the guy that, you know, motivated everybody, you know, and, and you know, quietly talked to guys and, and make sure everybody was up and ready and, you know, everybody was ready for each match. So each one of these guys, you know, you know, they built, on you know, during their career and they had the, the fantastic season because they, they really wanted this. And that, this was one of their big goals was, was this, you know, unfortunately we didn't have, some of the other things this season, like the county tournament or the you know team states or districts, but they made the most out of it. They said, "You look, you know, this this is what we have. This is the hand we were dealt with this year. Let's let's win the league title." And they went out and did it. You know, as a tribute to to you know these three guys and you know other two seniors, you know Jack and and uh, Alex too. You know those guys bust their butts every single day too. So. Nice. And I'm just awesome. going to let Declan Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well. Yep. So, Declan, welcome. It's nice to have you on. I had asked your uh, fellow uh, captains, you know, between the three of you, you had like at least 36 wins in your 13 regular season matches. And I just wanted you to tell us how it felt, you know, to end your career as a Hawthorne wrestler on such a high note. Well, it was, um, 
it was honestly it was quite amazing um it was uh the past four years were um were the years I will, i'll never forget and um and this year was a, definitely a weird year for the all for all of us everybody in, in this and around the country so it was it was nice that we were able to get on the mat and enjoy our final year together as a team with with each other um and um yeah it was just it was it was truly great to to be out there with it with everybody and and be successful as well nice Awesome. I got. I'm gonna go back to the the players. Uh, you'll give me an order. You'll give the guys an oh, order yeah. what to do. But you know, we ask this question for uh, a lot of the athletes who come on from different schools, and it's it. You know, it's interesting to see like how they answer it per school. So obviously, I want to answer it with you. I want to you know ask you guys. Can you talk a little bit about what it two part question? What it means and what it takes to be a Hawthorne athlete. All right, so we're going to go, we'll do the same order. Liam, Josh, and then Declan. <laughs> oh, Liam, put you on the spot first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't know. I just know for the wrestling team, because that's the sport I did all four years, I knew if you were down in that den that you had to be working harder, like, you weren't really a part of the team. Because if you're selling short, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the whole team. And it's not just going to hurt you it'll end up affecting the whole team in the long run and it, you never know. How about you, Josh? Yeah, um, definitely. It definitely takes a lot of hard work to not only be a wrestler, but a Hawthorne wrestler. And um, it's um, what it means to be a Hawthorne uh, athlete. It's, it's very, um, it's great because Every team is usually a uh, a huge family. It's like a brotherhood, and uh, yeah, we stick together. Very nice. awesome. And Declan, how about you? So, like uh, like Liam and, and Josh mentioned, they're um, the big, very big brotherhood. So you have to be family with each other. If you uh, once soon as you step in on the court, on in, on the mat, in the on the fields. Your, your brotherhood and sisterhood so it was definitely you definitely have to have that relationship when it comes to being on the teams in, in Hawthorne and uh it's in the hard work I mean the the work ethic with, with everybody in throughout Hawthorne and all the sports is there and it's it's really great to see Nice. My question is going to be for all of you guys. And, Coach, we'll start with you, and then we'll, we'll go to the players. But, you know, it's the, the season's ended, and you have the opportunity to thank all the people who have supported you this season. Who would you like to recognize? Uh, first off, I, you know, I'd like to thank, uh, you know, our, our rec and, and our middle school programs. I mean, the, those, are the, those are our base, right? So those, those programs kind of built these guys and got these guys ready for, to, to come up to – to our high school level, and, and they, they've done a fantastic job uh, really building these guys up in this way when they're coming up. And you can see it, you know, with these guys when they came in as freshmen in our freshman group this year, we had a talented group come in, and they, uh, you know, it's kind of a difference maker this year. So, you know, that having that base coming in, it, it was huge. You know, um, thank, the, thank the parents, you know, the administration, everybody, that, that was about involved, especially this year. It was a crazy year. And, and you know, and the seniors, the seniors were, were, were key. You know, they kept the, they were glue that kept everything together. And everybody, you know, everybody was there every single day. 
So, you know, all these all these guys every day were there. No nobody missed practice. Everybody was there. Everybody was ready for, for the match. Everybody made weight. So everybody was there. Everybody pitched in and did their part. So, you know, it's when you when you coach and you ha- and you have all those things together, it makes it makes life as a coach so much easier and, and 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 enjoyable. So it was it was definitely really cool to see. Obviously, I would love to see in a full season, but uh, you know, for 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 what we had and for what we made out of it, you know, it was, it was something awesome and special. And I know these guys are probably going to remember it for the rest of their lives, which is which is cool. That's so yeah. nice. Yeah. And uh, guys, I'm going to give you the same opportunity to, uh, you know, recognize some people you'd like to thank. Liam, I'm going to take you off the hot seat. We'll reverse the order for you. <laughs> all right. We'll go Declan, Josh, and then Liam. <laughs> um, so I would first, I would definitely like to thank not only my own families, but my own family, but all the, all the other family, Liam's family, Josh's family, all the my teammates family they they always came out and support us whether it was home or away they we always traveled well we always had fans behind our back whether it was a win or a loss and it it, it felt good it, it brought you up and it, it made you feel like it was a made you feel like you had you had supporters and people following you and it, it just was a great feeling to have and and to see to be successful with those people and 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 grow throughout the years it was really cool to just be with them and have their love and support throughout all the years of wrestling very nice yeah um i mean the thing about this year was that there really wasn't any one um specific person or athlete or group of people that made this year what it was i think that Overall, we just had a great program this year from the athletes, the coaches, to the parents. You know, the parents always there making the stands seem somewhat filled, even though they're the only ones there. <laughs> and um, yeah, down to the coaches uh, helping us out in the room and the athletes uh, just putting in hard work and wanting to be out there on the mat. Nice. And Liam? Uh, I mean, for me, it's like not just this year, but even throughout the four years, I feel like the coaching staff we have or whatever just is like strict, like, you know, you need to be there and do the work, but then you also have like a cool side of them. Like we could go joke around with coach, sit in the back room with them before practice. So, you know, you feel more like a family, not like it's like a requirement to be there. Nice. Very nice. Okay. Now coach, I got to ask you the tough question because... (laughs) You know, you got three great seniors here. You said there's two other seniors, so five seniors, league champs. But now you're going to have the bullseye on you. You know, you lose five guys. But my question is, where do you want to take the Hawthorne wrestling program from here? I hope it continues to go up. You know, we we have a nice junior class coming up, and, and we have a, a great freshman group, uh, you know, and three of them started this year and had fantastic seasons. Uh, so, you know, we have a nice, nice core coming up and then, you know, the guys are building in, in our rec, in our middle school, you know, hopefully come in and fill the gaps, you know, we're obviously going to miss these, these guys, you know, they, you know, they're irreplaceable, you know, they're, they're, they're great kids, you know, and, and they, uh, you know, do things that do the little things that, you know, some, some captains don't. So, which is, which is always ha- has helped, you know, throughout the years. And but we're gonna have guys that step in and, and, and fill in and 
you know, the goal is to, you know, be in one of those top programs, you know, uh, and, and, and compete every year for, for a title for whether it be league or for, for States, you know, that's, that's kind of our goal. Awesome. Nice. All right, guys, we're our last little segment we call rapid fire. So we're going to give you some quick questions. We'll go, uh, how about, I'm just looking at the order on my screen. So we'll go coach Liam, Josh, and Declan. Is that good? Everybody knows who they follow. All right. All right, here we go. First one is a two part question. Part one. We want to get, we always ask people for some food advice. So we want to go and we want to get the best sandwich in Hawthorne. Is that place bogey hoagies or a different place? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I like Bogey's Hoagies, but uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Angelina's. Angelina's Chicken Cutlet. I, oh, look at the uh, head Okay, nods. okay. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> write that down. I was going to say, that one's got to get written down just by the reaction <laughs> of the other guys. <laughs> What order do you want them in? Uh, I said, Liam, Josh, okay, and Declan. Okay. Yep. Oh, same question? Same question. Yeah, yeah same question. Everyone's going to answer it. I definitely agree. Uh, bo- bogeys used to be the best, but Angelina's really stepped up their game. So <laughs> I'd definitely go there now. Okay. Yeah, um, I completely agree with that, actually. <laughs> Angelina's is – hold on. Angelina's is pretty good, but um, – uh, Hoagies Bogies is up there too. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're they're both they're both definitely at the top. But uh, I had an Angelina sandwich today for lunch, so I'm gonna have to go with Angelina. We're going. We're going there. <laughs> we're right, putting that on our list. And second <laughs> and second part of the question, and Coach Breslin's actually chiming in saying, whatever place you guys choose of the next question, he's going there for lunch tomorrow. So, Coach, best pizza place in Hawthorne. Ooh, best pizza place. Uh, in the Puzos, I guess Puzos, you know, would would be the place that uh, I w- I would normally go for pizza pizza in town. But I am gonna say Fat Mo's. If you ever been to Fat Mo's, that's I love that place. That's uh, Mediterranean food. Okay. We're talking all the All we do all we do all season is talk about food. We love food. So. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So we talk about food all year long. That's it. Yeah, well, now you can really food. talk about food. You don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> so if that that there's a place you want to try, that's a, that's a good place. Okay. Um, I think if you're going for a slice, you got to go to Tasty's because they got the nice big slices or whatever. But if I'm getting a pie, I'm going to Villa Rosa. They this is good. A lot of different choices. Yeah, we have a lot of yeah. options in Hawthorne. Yeah. <laughs> But honestly, Puzo's would probably be on the bottom of my list. Okay. <laughs> their pizza. All right. Yeah, my two big ones are um, Tasties and Puzo's I like too. If you're getting a whole pie, that's probably my top one. Okay. Yeah, I'm also a big, uh, I'm a big fan of Tasties too. Um, <clears throat> Puzo's is also very good as well. Um, so yeah, that's... Those are my pizza. You're making two people happy because we got, we love sandwiches and of course we love pizza. So we'll be ready to go. All right, guys, if you could get back one match from the season, which one would it be? And for you guys, it could be like an individual that you, you know, wrestled against or, uh, you know, a team, you know, team one coach, which one? If if we can uh, redo. Yeah. Yeah. Have have a do over. Uh I guess I guess our only loss, right? We have to go our own <laughs> loss with with Emerson. 
but you know, I gotta be honest, our guys wrestled fantastic. You know, I mean, you know, they, I mean, it was a couple of mistakes, and that was a, that was the difference in a whole match. You know, a couple of mistakes here and there, and, and and that's it. Otherwise, it flips the other way. So, you know, if there was one match to have back, you know, that I think that would be the match because we were close. I mean, and Emerson is is one of the top programs in the in the state. So, uh, you know, to to be that that you know right there with them and. And almost defeating him was, was was pretty neat. You know, I wish we would have flipped it. You know, we were close. But uh, if, if we had one match to redo, I think it would be that one. Okay. Yeah, uh, I would agree. And also, I'd like to throw in there, I think if it was a regular year, I think we would have beaten them because our fans, they would have filled the stadium. It's a whole different, uh, like, atmosphere. I think it would have gotten the guys, like, more hyped up and ready to go. Um, yeah, the match I'd redo would be specifically my match against Emerson Park Ridge because uh, I definitely made a few mistakes in there and I lost that match and um, I definitely wish I could redo that because I think I could, that's a kid I could beat. But... Yeah, I would... Uh... Team-wise, I would definitely want to get back that uh, Emerson Park Ridge match. Um, there was a, a few, of, like Coach said and everybody said, a few mistakes that were, that were made. But um, definitely, if it was a full season, I think we would have got gone out on top on that, on that match. It was tough wrestling between the both of us. But um, I, think, I think I definitely would want to have that match back for if we can get any match back. I have an off-script question. Coach, I was just curious. Did you guys have um, an outdoor match this season? Did you guys wrestle outside? We did not. I was we just curious. Uh, <laughs> we, we did not. We were told no. We oh, we all right. I was just curious. We, I know we, that was a lot. Some people did. I've seen, I've seen teams that were doing it, and they, it looked cool. It looked yeah. Pretty yeah. Nice. I was just curious. I know. I just feel like, I'll, like you know, I remember when like the first team decided to do it and then like it seemed like more and more teams and they were kind of like popping up so I was just curious and what what you had thought of it but yeah I was just curious yeah, yeah. off script I heard that there was there was uh two teams that wrestled and it was raining on them and they said it was crazy because kids were just slipping on I was say, you were sliding <laughs> all over yeah. the place that's, that's what they said it was it was wild because the kids were trying to take you know take a shot or something they were slipping fall so it was that's crazy. Crazy. interesting yeah. to watch <laughs> I mean, would you ever think as growing up as, you know, now you're you're a coach, would you ever think you would like even say like there's going to be a, an outdoor high school wrestling match? I mean, it's like you would never no, think well, it's going to happen, you know? January 20 degrees with right. snow. Right. 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 That was the one. Uh, I thought it was great. I, I think it was the Del Barton coach we were talking to when we uh, and they said that they were like trying to and I think the pushback of the season like enabled them to do it yeah. or whatever. But the uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. I was just curious. Sorry. My next one is if on. each if each of you guys can answer it. Who is, in your opinion, your biggest rival? What team is your biggest rival? Uh, I mean, we wrestle we wrestle Pompton Lakes every year. I mean, I know I know these guys get hyped up for for wrestling Pompton Lakes. Uh, you know, I you know I guess that more recently that that would be kind of a rival, but it changes. You know, I mean, when I was in school, it was it was Manchester. Manchester was our big rival. So I think it kind of changed with the times and and uh, with with good games or good matches. I think it, I think it kind of changes. Uh, definitely for me, Pompton. Definitely, without a doubt. <laughs> we had to go over there our freshman year. 
they tortured us. They blew us out, slapped sixes on the backboards. Then I got I got pinned my sophomore year when they came to our uh, our gym. They beat us again. Then we went there and should have won and lost again. And finally this year we got to beat them. So nice. it was a good end to the rivalry. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent pumped in. Um, uh, for the past three years, we've been getting um, pretty much blown out by them, except last year, which was. Um, match we definitely should have won and uh, i still have a sour taste in my mouth from that match <laughs> even though we blew him out this year but uh yeah that's definitely our biggest rival yeah i would have to agree definitely pompton lakes would be our, our biggest rival i also have to throw in glenrock as well because the past uh our past three years we've been uh we've been they they beat us and Last year was they were both nail biters. They were really close matches, and it felt good to get uh get the best of them this year. Um. Very nice. All right, guys, the season ends, and coach, you can answer this as you know when you were a wrestler as well. You're done cutting weight, right? What's the first thing you can't wait to eat again? Oh man, I I can't even remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's fresh in these guys' minds. I, I know that we probably, we probably went to like Burger King or something like that. We probably did something like like you know stupid like that and went to Burger King fast food. But uh, these guys might might have gone somewhere else. I mean, we talk about food all the time, so I'll kick it over to them. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anywhere specific. I just I just like to eat nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never wrestling again, so I'm probably like 150 already right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite thing to eat after the season is ended is just a really good um, slice of pizza. That's my favorite right after the season ends because, you know, you have to stay away from that kind of stuff during the season. I'm, uh, I'm definitely some uh, fast food. I, I, uh, <laughs> Cut all that out for before season and during season because of watching my weight. So it's it's definitely nice to go to McDonald's or somewhere and get a get a cheeseburger and some fries. <laughs> awesome. All right, my last one is, and this is if you guys are football fans, Coach, you a football fan? NFL. Yeah. What team? Giants. All right. So real quick, are you going to take another wide receiver with the first pick this year since you guys signed Galladay? Do you go with another receiver, Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell, if he's available in the first round? No. Lyman. Okay. We need a line. We need a line. Build that line. Next question. Who, who, who I got Liam's next? next. Liam. Liam. Football fan? Yeah. What team? Cowboys. Okay. I just asked uh, Coach Messina today. Are you a be- two-part question? You a believer in Dak Prescott, and would you have given Dak Prescott that monstrous contract of $40 million a year. Uh, I mean, I wasn't too fond of him at the beginning, but he started to grow on me. But I don't know. If he's iffy this year, I say we just get rid of him because that ankle might be shaky. There you go. There you go. All right, Josh is next. Football fan? Yeah, Giants. Giants. All right, I'll ask you a different question. Are you a believer in Danny Dimes? Um, I don't know. Right now he's really young, so there's definitely room for development, but uh we'll see. Is it a make I'm, well let me ask you this. Is it a make or break if just say Giants go 
six and ten, and he shows no improvement. Are you back with him, or are you saying we got to look elsewhere right now? No, after that, we definitely have to look elsewhere. Okay. And our last has gone like six and ten the past three years. I know, I know. Not many, not many next year chances in the NFL. And my last one is Declan. Declan, NFL fan. Yes, I'm What's a the, Jets fan. Jets fan. Okay. So are you all in? Well, I'm going to ask you a two-part question. Are you mad that the Jets beat the Rams? I believe it was the Rams. The Jet, <laughs> And you lost your opportunity for Trevor Lawrence, part one. Um, honestly, I'm not. I'm, I was upset at the beginning, but now leading up to the draft, I am, I'm, I'm not as upset, and I think – what we are doing is kind of promising and I'm hoping uh, we draft a quarterback that's, that's and then the rumors are Zach Wilson to the, to the jets. Are you okay with that? And do you think he can like finally be like, you know, the jets have not had a franchise quarterback in a long, long time. Do you have any hope that he could be a franchise quarterback? Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm much happier with Zach Wilson over Justin Fields. Listen, um, I will times that times a hundred. <laughs> I'm a big Bronco fan and rumors are that they want Justin Fields. And I am not happy about that. So I hope no. they do not take Justin Fields. So I totally agree with you on that. And, uh, I think I, I, I personally thought Sam Donner was going to, was going to be our, uh, franchise our future, the, be our franchise quarterback. But, um, I think I think Zach Wilson can can step in, and I think he has the uh, the ability to. So we'll have to see. Okay. Nice. All right, guys. Our last rapid fire question: Your favorite Hawthorne High School wrestling memory, Coach? Uh well, it would have to be our Butler match, right? It would have to be a winning league, winning league title. I mean, last time we won it, I think it was in eighth grade. <laughs> eighth grade. So one year, one year. So, uh, you know, it, you know, so winning that league title, I think is probably that moment that sticks out right now, you know? Nice, Liam. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough one. There's definitely some great matches our freshman year because there were some, like, older guys on the team were, who were pretty funny. But <laughs> I think, yeah, definitely that Butler match. I know for a fact if the crowds were packed, it would have been crazy. It would have been electric because it came down to the last match. So definitely that won us the league title. So I'd probably have to go with that one. Too. Oh, so wait, the league title came down to the last match in that game, in that match. Second last, uh, second, second last match. We sealed it. We sealed it with a pin at two twenty. Wow. Wow, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And Josh, how about you? Your favorite uh, high school wrestling memory? My favorite memory is probably from um, freshman year. It's just really, honestly, just being with the guys and uh, in the den practicing and just fooling around too, uh, checking weights and stuff like that. Between there, we would always just run around and um, just fool around. And that's probably my favorite memory from high school wrestling. Nice. And Declan, how about you? Um, my favorite memory <clears throat> from all the years were definitely the the quads on the Saturday mornings. We were there early <laughs> and uh, – I don't know. It's just just the feeling of being with everybody on the team at at six o'clock in the morning and in the den. It just it was a it was a, a a good feeling and and that's where we definitely grew our our bond together and we were 
we were with each other from six to three o'clock in the afternoon and and we were just wrestling and, and and eating together and just spending all day together so it was those are definitely memorable. Had no option to be uh you had no other option but to be friends with the kids on the team <laughs> they're like you see them more than you see your family right at yeah. that point during season <laughs> guys last comment see this you guys know your football knowledge kenny kirkpatrick myself and kenny kirkpatrick and one of our other friends we host a K sports show we do on wednesdays and he's saying he's listening from maryland and he's saying he wants to personally invite the hawthorne <laughs> team to our draft show special next week so <laughs> Check it out. Come on, talk football. There you go. They know their stuff. There yeah. you guys do. Not everybody gets an invite to that guy. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> Kenny's all over it. Oh, Coach and uh, Liam and Josh and Declan, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Congratulations again. Uh, Coach, you know, uh, it's so nice to see you know, uh, what you do with your program, with your players, uh, you guys to see them so well-spoken, all of you so passionate about what you do. Best of luck to you all in the future and great job this season. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I think this was, this was really cool. It was really neat. So thank you guys. No, thank you. And coach will obviously, hopefully we'll get back, you know, get you guys, you know, get, get you back again next year when you're defending the title. And um, that's it. And guys, again, great. Hey, again, great job, seniors. You guys put your, you know, your stamp on that program, you know, and, um, you know, you guys will be remembered forever, you know, and and with the the Hawthorne wrestling program. So great job. Thank you again, coach. And uh, whenever you guys want, come talk NFL, any sports, (laughs) you're more than welcome. Thanks again, guys. All right. Thank Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thanks for having me. You too. You're welcome. So, great team, great. Hey, 1998 is yeah. a long time. Yeah, you know, and yep. like you said, that that team will be remembered for, yeah, you know, bringing that bringing that program back. You like know, Coach is saying, every you just again when you get a team on, and not just because they were had a championship season, but you hear them refer back to their. They're all you know four year varsity letter winners, and they've been they were described it as a brotherhood. And again, we talk about this all the time. It's what high school sports is all about, and those kids, the program will remember them for sure. But those kids will remember. Oh, that, absolutely, and that's a credit, you know, to what the work they put in um that that coach put in and just together you see their bond right there it's just so nice to see so nice yep. to see so congratulations to them again but what a great show i uh, yep. want to thank everyone you know we had a little of everybody tonight yep. you know had yep. a nice team championship team we had and then two guys you know uh one's a coach slash you know training mm-hmm. and like the, the athletes and the other one where it's just a like a specialty of one of the best kickers yep. jerseys ever seen jerseys ever had and now he's developing the next set of kickers mm-hmm. and uh um, by the way, Cole is saying he can resend. We did get his email. Okay. Oh, uh, yes. Just so yes, you know, yes, yes. Yeah, we've had three guests this sure. week. We will follow up hopefully next week, Cole. 100%. We can set something yeah. up. But uh, we definitely want to uh, do that. Real quick, rank five, Kurt. Uh, Mr. Kirkpatrick is giving me, do you have the rank five? Uh, the rank five was the top, I believe it was North Jersey. Uh Small schools. Small. Oh, small schools. I didn't see the small schools. So you know what? what? Like, what, the small. exactly. What is small, Kenny? That's how Kenny tries to slide slick <laughs> no, in. You know, I'm gonna say, okay, it. I'm gonna throw out heights. Okay, okay. I, he's. I see. I'm not 100 percent sure. He, like, he's. I don't go know if ahead, he's saying wing programs. I'm gonna five. say heights. I'm gonna go Creskill. This is tough. Heights, Creskill. Hmm. Do I throw Beckton in there? I'm going to put Cedar Grove. Westwood? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go those five. This is just athletic programs in general, not yeah, football. I, it's athletic programs. Kenny's saying okay. Becton Heights size. So I Do said I? Becton Heights. Oh, he's ranking. Okay, um, go ahead. Well, again, that's very. I feel like those size schools are very specific to your area. You guys have so many small schools there, right. you know. So my area, I feel like, isn't really. There's no small. Who, who's a couple small schools in your area? Who's the smallest schools? I don't even know who's a small like a a, a group one. I mean, in, do you have in, group ones in two? Essex. Uh, well, I guess if I go Morris. Um, Gosh, I don't. I, I mean, you know what? I gotta throw Emerson. You know, Hawthorne's a good small school. You know, I'm thinking Emerson. You know, I'm thinking Park Ridge. You know, like there's a lot. There's really a lot. When so, I first read it, I was thinking just strong public school athletics. Oh, Kenny, programs. another one, Glenrock. I didn't even oh, think yeah, of Glenrock. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, that's a, a, a phenomenal program. Right, right. So, but who would you say is your smallest? Uh, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't. I don't really know. I feel like those are all. Isn't that amazing though? Like when you're saying like your area, that Essex area is like, it's bigger well, schools. Think about it. So, well, you said Cedar Grove. So Cedar Grove and Verona, I guess, are, okay. are two small schools. Um, I mean, you have Mount St. Dominic, which is a private school. I mean, that's small. Um, I mean, West Essex is a regional. You have Caldwell. But you, right. So you really should take but those are the Verona, small, Cedar yeah. Grove, yeah, because they the are Essex the smaller area. schools, Essex areas. I mean, they probably are one too. But Kenny, it's a good one, Glenrock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, but I, I missed I miss the small in there. So I was just thinking, like, in the area, the strongest athletic programs in general, which is then hard because you're talking about so many. But, you know, I was thinking West Essex and Ramapo. And, and, and uh, last thing, they always, they always do say, like, that group one playoff bracket was, I mean, remember, it used to be, it was the eight, you know, the eight playoff teams, but one through eight was like, any one of those eight can win a state yeah, final. I yeah. mean, you know, you're, you're losing, you're seven and one, you're a seven and eight seed because you're playing. So, uh, and again, those are the Glen Rocks and like he's saying, you know, the Emersons and Heights and stuff like that. But um, good show, Hoopsie. Yes, thank you again, Kenny, for your rank five. Thank you again. Um Thank you to our guests tonight, Mike Messina, Ricky Krautman, Coach Mazaka, and his three captains. Um, and thank you, everybody, for watching. That's it. Cole, we'll reach out. Absolutely. We'll get you at school thank on. Thank you, Cole, for following up as well. We certainly Kenny, will. Kenny always gets one thing. We quake, he said. Has to be small, Jen. Nah. No, uh, you, you have you have your Nork schools. That's one of the. It's it's in Nork. School. But they were smaller. Because they were because I want to say they played they played Lynnhurst maybe a two. I was gonna say there are two. They were in our conference for basketball, and um, I don't I don't think they were a group one school. I I don't. I'm not sure though. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Look at this. You know I love this is Kenny and Jen going at it. This is Kenny and Jen going at. She finally finally disagreed with Kenny. I love it. (laughs) Love it. I'm gonna put this on. This is gonna be our new intro. Kenny Kirk just doesn't like it when we're not when because we're gang up on him. I know. Love it. (laughs) All right, guys, have a good night, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow on K&K.